Hello and welcome to the Keep Going Podcast with Bishop S.Y. Younger. We invite you to share and subscribe. Be sure to follow Bishop Younger across all social media platforms and visit our website at www.bishopyounger.com. Now, let's jump into this week's episode. Judges chapter 6, verse number 12. Judges chapter, Pastor Darryl, you come at this time. I'm going to ask you to read these verses for me. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in thy might, excuse me, go in this might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor and Mahansen, and I have the least in my father's house. Verse 16, And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And when Gideon perceived that, he was, an, he was an angel of the Lord. Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face, and the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Until this day, it is yet an Orpha of the Abyssalites. And all of God's people said, Amen be seated in the presence of the Lord and share this word with somebody tell them shalom shalom it is it is one of the most uh, undervalued commodities and in pieces of inheritance do we have through salvation that many believers leave unpacked and that is the peace of God some of us have lived in chaos so long. And when I say lived in chaos, I'm not just talking about the chaos around us, but the chaos in us so long that it has become our normal. That confusion and dysfunction has become our normality. But when Christ died for us, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, for our transgressions, he was wounded. For our iniquities, he was bruised. But one phrase that oftentimes we kind of run past and don't really focus on is the part that says, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Okay, then the next part says, with his stripes we are healed. So let's look at that scripture. Bruised, right? You can find his bruises. Stripes, you know where they were located, right? Where were they located? On 
his back, right? Every, every stripe is for a category, category of disease or affliction. But what about the chastisement of our peace? Where was Jesus afflicted for our chastisement, for our peace? Where was he chastised or afflicted for our peace? Do you remember when they took the thorns and they braided those thorns and put it on his head and pressed it down into his skull? When Christ died for us, he died not just for the peace around us, but he died for the peace that we would have within us. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it's your inheritance. You don't, you don't have to live in confusion. Um, peace, peace, peace. What is biblical peace? It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes in our Pentecostal charismatic uh, churches, we focus on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy and the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, the gift of faith and the gift of miracles and the discerning of spirits, the gifts, the gifts. But what's the fruit? Because you can be gifted, you can be talented, you can be skilled and still be dysfunctional. We have measured people's spiritual altitude based upon their gifting. You speak well. You're very articulate. I know some very intelligent, intellectual, articulate, crazy people. Oh, you sing well. You preach well. You know a whole lot of scriptures, but just because someone knows scriptures don't mean they know word. <laughs> scriptures are the words on the page. Hallelujah. But the word of the scriptures revealed. It's possible to know the Bible and not know the God of the Bible. We have measured people's spiritual altitude based upon their gifting. But if you ever want to know what kind of tree it is, lift up them leaves. Leaves kind of look the same across the board. Leaves kind of look synonymous from branch to branch, from tree to tree. But if you want to know what kind of tree it is, don't, 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 don't examine the leaves, examine the fruit. And, and what is the fruit of the Holy Spirit? You know love gentleness some of us need to work on that one a little bit more <laughs> long suffering joy peace 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 and this is what Jesus said I'm going to get out of here in the manifestation that you've known me I'm going to leave but I'm not going to leave you I'm not going to leave you without a comfort. I'm not going to leave you without a comforter. Now, I'm the type of person, um, try to leave my private business to myself, but I will um, divulge this information. 
I need a comforter. I don't care how hot it is. Turn the air wide open if you need to. I need a comforter. I, I need something on me. I don't know how it's going to end before it's over with, but I got to start out with something on me. I know what it is to be so hot and you need to be cool so you just stick one foot out, but I got to have... <laughs> I got to have a comforter. And listen, what uh, and if you live in the house with the cruises, you better have two comforters because they got the air condition on in the wintertime. But comforters, if you got the right comforter, it sets you up for some good sleep. Mm. And, and Jesus says, I'm going to leave you, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to put something on you where you can rest in. I'm going to put something on you that you can survive the night season with. I'm going to give you not just any kind of peace. I'm going to give you my peace. I need you to ask your neighbor a question. Ask them, what is God worried about? What is God afraid of? What is God scared of? Absolutely nothing. And God says, that's the kind of peace I'm giving you. The peace that says there's nothing for you to fear. There's nothing for you to be nervous about. Why is God not fearful? Why is God not nervous? Because what scares us the most is the unknown. But the omniscience of God fixes it where there's nothing unknown to him. And so although you may not have all the information here, I'm going to give you peace here as though you already know how this is going to pan out. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, he wants you to have peace. He, he wants you to have peace. So I declare uh, to all of the individuals in this room that are believers, um, it's your inheritance. Whether you use it or not, it is it's up to you, but it's possible to inherit something and not know you have it. You know how many people have, how many poor people have died rich just because they didn't know it? The United States government posts uh, every year uh, a list, some of you need to find it, uh, every year of unclaimed money. Mm, unclaimed money. Now, one thing about it, if you owe them money, they'll run you down. They will find you. They, student loans will call your grandma's house. And, you know, they'll trick you. They, I mean, they will get you good. They'll call you like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, how you, how you doing? I'm doing good. I, I'm actually calling from Sally Mae. They don't even say Mr. Younger. They say, Shantae home. I was, oh, this is Shantae. This is Salome. He ain't here. <laughs> but there's some money that some of you all have that is held up because you haven't claimed it. And I'm just at a place in my life. I'm a little older now. I have made a determination that I want everything God has for me. 
I want everything God, I want everything God has for me. So I ask him, lift up your hands and say, Lord, I receive your peace. You know, a pastor told me, and I, I promise you, I'm almost finished. A pastor told me uh, yesterday, uh, she told me, she said, you know, we had been in this building project, and she said that they told us because of the, of the we would have disturbed the climate and the ecosystem that we would have to create a drainage system with two ponds. She said, it's going to cost us $60,000. And so that means we can't go farther, any further in our building project without paying $60,000. And she said, so we were just at a standstill. And she says, one day the inspector called me of the city and said, I heard that the engineers have suggested to the city that you build these ponds in order to finish your building project. But what I want you to do, I don't, he says, I don't think it's necessary. So I've already determined that I'm going to rule in your favor that it's not necessary. All I need you to do is to request that the suggestion is removed. Now, she said, I'm in church, and I'm doing work, and I'm worried about a situation, and God is talking for me in another conversation that I don't know about, and you tell me that I've been wearing a $60,000 burden, and all I got to do is request? My God. And some of you have been frustrated. You've been dealing with anxiety, and maybe you think it's your lot, but I dare you to request peace. I dare you to request what you need from God. He says, I've already decided what I'm going to do. I've already decided that I'm going to bless you. I've already decided I'm going to give you the job. I've already decided I'm going to release to you the property. All you got to do is what Matthew 7 and 7 says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Push somebody, tell them, I dare you to praise him for it. If you believe him for it, I dare you to give him glory for it because he's already decided what he's going to do he says I know the plans I have but it's locked up in the heavens I need somebody in the earth to request it I know what I want to release to you it's already done and established I just need somebody in the earth to open up their mouth and create an atmosphere for me to release it to them and I'm speaking to somebody while you're praising God now blessings are dropping in your section while you're opening up your mouth bless there's a window that's above your head ask him ask him ask him ask him ask him for it ask him for it hallelujah push somebody tell them you don't have to live like this live like what bishop It would be one thing if it's like this, but some of us are like this. We have great moments, and in 1, 30, 1 minute and 30 seconds, it can drop all the way down with fear and anxiety, and that becomes exhausting. 
when your mind is a receptor for everything that could go wrong when your mind is a receptor of everything that could fall apart when your mind becomes a receptor of every bad scenario that could ever take place with your family with your marriage in your house that's no way to live so Lord I ask you for it because your word says you will keep his mind in perfect peace whose mind tell your neighbor shift your focus you didn't get here on your own so you'll never be able to sustain it on your own shift your focus apostle paul says the weight of this assignment is heavy but not looking to them looking to him looking to jesus the author and the finisher of our faith i want to tell you seek peace Psalm 34 verse 14 tells us to seek peace. When you're trying to determine which job, don't seek pay, seek peace. Now I know that's going to be hard. That's hard for some of you. No, no, that's hard for some of you. Because some of y'all, it's all about five more dollars. It's all about 10. Let me tell you something. I'd rather make $20,000 less at a job that's my assignment, at a job where I don't have to be frustrated every day when I go in, than to make more money and lose my peace. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, don't seek pay, seek peace. When choosing your spouse, on your list of priorities, yeah, I need him to look this way. I need her to look this way. Before you put all those priorities out, somewhere up on the top of that list, peace. Because I don't care how cute they are. And I don't care how they know how to do it. You ain't going to live in the bed all your life. Oh, y'all not saying that. Seek peace. I refuse to try to build a life with somebody that makes me want to dodge the house I'm paying a mortgage at. I refuse to be living with somebody where I can't even sleep in the same bed and we flopping sides and sleeping in the soap. No, the devil is a liar. I'm well, on my priority of choosing my mate. I'm seeking peace. I don't want to be with somebody who's in love with arguing. No, really. Some people are in love with dysfunction. Oh, you're not going to argue with me? See, if you don't argue with me, I feel like you don't care. No, no, I do care. I care about me. I care about my peace. I'm not saying we ain't going to have no challenges, but I don't need to be in a relationship with nobody where we got to be fussing every day about absolutely nothing. I like peace. I like, I like sitting on the sofa and we can sit beside each other and hold hands and ain't even got to say nothing. I like peace. I like it. I like it. I don't need to, oh, you boring. You call it boring. I call it peace. It's your dysfunction that calls it boredom. You still looking for the next thrill. When, when making choices, you need to choose 
You need to choose peace. So I'm just at a different place in my life. I'll bow, I'll bow out. I will bow out. I will bow out. When I realize you are more obsessed with being right than being right with me, I bow out. If you want the trophy, you can have it. You take the trophy, I'll take the peace. I'm not fussing with nobody. I'm not fighting with anybody. When it comes to ministry, when it comes to my family, I'm not going back. Well, let's go to Myrtle Beach. Okay, let's go to Myrtle Beach. I wanted to go to Virginia Beach, but we'll go to Myrtle Beach. Okay, but why you want to go? No, 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 let's go to Virginia Beach. Whatever you want to do, I'm good with it. I can roll with the crowd and I can roll solo. Hallelujah. I'm at a place in my life where I'm okay with being by myself. Because until you're okay with being by yourself, you'll never be good to be with anybody else. It's called peace. But I'm angry because everybody else is getting a big house and we still living in this small house. That's a storm in you. Don't you let somebody put, don't you let somebody create a storm in your house because they're trying to keep up with somebody else. Don't y'all try to go broke, trying to look good on Facebook but for, for some people who ain't even looking. Proverbs says, I'd rather be in the corner of a rooftop than being in a big house with a woman that wants to stay arguing. And that's, what, that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. You, can, you, set, you set the peace in your house. Your peace becomes the thermostat for the atmosphere around you. I, don't, I ain't never seen. What, what is this you all going back and forth with your kids? What is that? It's a strange phenomenon I've seen. No, 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 no. You don't. My mother used to say, you are not my equal. Hmm. <laughs> You bring all of that down. Peace be still. And if you don't have peace, I have a tool and an instrument of peace. I told you last week, and I, I reiterate to you again, their storm doesn't have to be your storm. Don't, don't allow people to give you their, their storm. And we're always trying to protect our peace. As I get ready to close, we're always trying to protect our peace. When God says this, I want peace to protect you. The Bible says, let the peace of God guard your heart. Deacon Marquis and Deacon Cruz, will you all come and help me with this illustration, please? Don't them deacons look good? Yeah, they look good. Our chairman. <laughs> right here and y'all stand right there right it says I know we're always trying to oh devil don't you take my peace devil you can't have my peace I get that yeah protect your peace but the peace of God protects you because it becomes the litmus test come here James when something tries to come into your life hold on if it ain't no peace with it, 
it don't, it don't gain access or entrance. Mm. Let the peace of God be your guards. Because too many of us have given a courtesy to stuff that has disrupted our lives. Because our challenge is, we want to make good decisions, right? And we pray about making the right decision. And our challenge is, is we're trying to hear from God. But God don't speak to all of us the same way. And some of y'all, I mean, God really be talking to y'all. I mean, all the time. 24-7. Elijah has never heard God like you hear God. You done seen the burning bit bush and the rock that's brought out the stone of Gibraltar or whatever y'all say. But he said, listen, but this is, a, this is a good way to figure out what God is saying and what God wants you to do. Go back out there, please. You disrupted my peace. <laughs> when I can't hear God, and I'm trying to discern his will for my life. And I want to know, God, is this what you want? Is this who you want me to have? Is this the job you want me to have? Let the peace of God guard it. If it does not bring you peace, if it does not pass the litmus test of God's peace, I don't want it. And let me tell you, because the, dis, the, the guards of peace becomes your discernment. And oftentimes, we give a courtesy to things, even when we feel a disruption. We give a courtesy to people, even when we feel an undercurrent of, of, of uneasiness. But we said, they haven't done anything to me. And because they haven't done anything, everybody deserves a chance. The only challenge is, once there is a manifestation that what you let in is a serpent, it's too late. Once there is a manifestation, there's no discernment that's necessary. So when people are trying to pull you into a business, and if you don't have a piece about it, you don't have to explain yourself. Oh, hallelujah. When somebody's in your inbox and trying to take you out on a date, it's like, take you, but something ain't right. You don't have to give a courtesy to it. Hallelujah. When somebody's trying to befriend you, when someone is trying to get in your circle and you don't have a peace about it, don't give a courtesy to it. And sometimes it can be a good idea nothing wrong with the idea Shh. Hallelujah. but what are the motives and I gotta let the peace of God if I don't have a peace about it I can't operate in it and he says Gideon Gideon y'all stay up here with me because I just like it because y'all got on black suits <laughs> hold on I need one of y'all to be Gideon oh y'all I knew you were going to try to come up here now. They pushed you. But 
actually, it's almost like that because Gideon didn't choose to be the Gideon of this story. And most of us who have been called by God have actually been drugged by God. All right, I'm going to go on now. I got to go to, I got to leave. No, really. Those who are chosen would have never chosen it for themselves. And you know what God says? You know what, where God finds Gideon when he's speaking to Gideon? He finds Gideon threshing wheat by a wine press. <laughs> you don't thresh wheat by a wine press. He's threshing wheat by a wine press because he's afraid of the enemy. So he's over in a corner trying to work. And what does God say to him when he gets to him while he's in hiding? Mighty warrior. <laughs> while he's hiding, God calls him a mighty warrior. While he's resigning, God calls him a mighty warrior. While he's dealing with his own fears and his own insecurities, God calls him a mighty warrior. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it doesn't make sense that he would call me. Come on, come on, come on. It doesn't. Y'all questioning why I'm being used? Me too. Y'all questioning why God's hand on me? Exactly. I'm trying to figure it out myself because when he found me, I was somewhere in hiding. I was up under some stuff. I was dealing with some stuff, still dealing with some stuff, and I'm still being drug out of the corner of the wine press. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I can't figure it out. I can't. Can't figure it out. So I you mighty man of valor. I'm going to use you mightily. You're going to bring deliverance. Bring deliverance. Listen to what Gideon's saying. I need to be delivered. <laughs> bring deliverance. Do you know where I'm from? Listen to what he says. King James kind of, you know, makes it a little complicated. But he says, he says, deliver them with what? Glory be to God. And God says, no, you're going to deliver them, but the army of the enemy will be like one man. Some of you are intimidated by your opposition. You're intimidated by where you came from. You're intimidated by what you have and what you don't have. And you're intimidated by all the things that say that you don't qualify. God says, while you're counting all of those things, the Lord says, you're going to take it down like it's one thing. I come to speak to somebody in this room. Anytime there's a conflict on the inside of you with what you're hearing God say on the outside of you, tell your neighbor, go with God. If he calls you mighty, that means he's going to be mighty in you. If he calls you strong, that means he's going to be strong in you. Not many noble men have God called, but God have used the foolish things of this world to compound the wise. God, I 
can't do it. I'm weak. Exactly. But my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And that's why we praise God like we do. Because the only strength we have is in the joy of the Lord. The only strength we have is in the presence of the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Somebody come up under this cloud right now and say, Lord, I thank you for strengthening me for the battles that are in front of me for the things that I'm dealing with because on the inside of me I don't feel like I have what it takes but I hear you keep calling me on the inside of me I don't feel like I'm good enough for the assignment but you're still dragging me on the inside of me I'm dealing with my own contradictions but you call me mighty you call me mighty you call me mighty I'm I'm gonna use you I'm whoosh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use you. And you might have man. Then he said, anytime God gets ready to use somebody, he tells them, Hey Mary, 14-year-old girl, you just getting ready to get married in front of the whole community. You pregnant. Come on, let's put it in perspective, y'all. Hey, Mary, you little teenage girl that ain't never known a man. You pregnant. And it's of the Holy Ghost. Fear not. Shepherds out in the field and all of a sudden, ooh, angels. Fear not. Moses, oh. Fear not. Every time God gets ready to use somebody, he first addresses their fear. Because what God is calling you to do has the ability to scare the life out of you. And this is what some of y'all are dealing with. That's why some of y'all don't want to surrender to God. This is why y'all don't want to surrender to God. Not because you don't love God, you are afraid of actually what he may be calling you to do because you heard some things you felt some things some things you can't shake some things you can't deny there's some of you sitting in this room right now you wish you didn't hear what I'm saying now you wish you didn't register but it's registering with you it's it's speaking to you what is this going to cost me use somebody else not not because I don't love you but but because I know me use stay right there Gideon use somebody else use somebody else use somebody else because because don't you see I'm over in a corner now in other words I don't want to be seen use somebody else because I know the potential for me to drop the ball on simple things hallelujah the family that I came from shows me my potential hallelujah that's why I'm afraid I'm afraid I'm not judging my daddy I'm afraid of becoming him I'm not judging oh, y'all, y'all don't say nothing come on talk to me in here uh, uh, and he says I, hey, before I use you I got to address your fear wow. all right well, give me superpowers then I'm ready you want to use me? And I got to take out a whole army then. Give me some superpowers. 
Now give me some of that Mortal Kombat stuff. You know, give me, give me some of that. All right, you're going to use me. Okay, I'm ready. What you going to give me? Peace. Your new superpower is peace. No, no. Because out of peace, you're going to realize all the creativity that's already in you is going to flow from a place of peace. Don't you know, when, before God, before you ever heard the call, God had already put everything in you that was necessary for the battle that you're facing. And the assignment that's in front, you haven't been able to tap into that ability because you've lacked peace. That's why the enemy want to keep you wrapped up in your head because there's innovative ideas. Hallelujah. That are locked up in you. That, I'm telling, Brittany, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? There's so much. Anybody ever felt frustrated because you felt there was so much in you? But you couldn't get it out. Yeah. There was a dam that was holding it up. But the hymn says, when peace like a river. Okay, I'm finished. Y'all stand on your feet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Stand on your feet. I'm going to give you peace. So I want to pray this over. I mean, read the rest of the story. I mean, when the Lord said that to him, he says, I know God in a way I've never known God. Moses called him Jehovah Jireh. But he said, now, I know God in a way I've never known God. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's the God of my peace. When you go to Israel, they use the word shalom a lot. Shalom is the greeting. <laughs> and it's ironic because the word shalom is both hello and goodbye. That's how you're going to know you can posture in peace. When you're able to receive and let go. Somebody lift your hands and say shalom. When you're able to receive and release, somebody say shalom. I'm not letting it sit on me anymore. I'm not letting it make me toxic. I'm not letting it damage my creativity. I'm not going to allow it to blind my vision. Somebody say shalom. And he, and he won the battle. Not the way he thought he was going to win it. Not with all the soldiers he thought he would do it with. But God gave him a strategy and he was postured to hear it because he had peace. And so sometime in our church experience, we do things really loud sometimes, right? And I love loud church. I grew up in loud church. But um, it don't have to be loud to be God. Some of us are afraid 
of silence <laughs> because when we get still all those other noises start moving in our heads but today what I want you to receive is the peace of the Lord hmm. because some people's beds can tell you where they are some of you, the corners and the, the, cor your, the corners of your sheets are pulled off right now. Because you go to sleep, but you don't rest. You ain't got no peace. And you don't have to live that way. But Bishop, I just got so much on me. I got so many decisions I got to make before you make another decision. Shalom. Because when you lose peace, there's a lapse of judgment. So I want you to lift up your hands all over this place. I'm not going to go through you. I'm not going to push anybody down. I want you just to receive the peace of the Lord.
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We pray something was said to encourage you to keep going. Make sure that you share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Follow Bishop Younger across all social media platforms and visit our website at www.bishopyounger.com. And whatever you do, keep going.